0: Word of God concerning testimonies. Could I do that for just a moment? A testimony is a very important and precious thing to our Heavenly Father. Amen. Um, when you look at the, um, the beginnings of the church and, and the development and growth of the Kingdom of God here upon this earth, um, it began with a group of men that were considered uneducated by the world but yet they turned the world upside down for the glory of God and their simple approach was to just tell people what Jesus had done for them and even when they would be beaten or punished you know by the law for doing it you know and threatened if they did it again they would say look you know that you got to do what you got to do but we got to do what we got to do and, and all that we know to do is to tell people what Jesus has done for us. And um, I think sometimes we let the enemy uh, gain a victory over us when we think that well you know I may not know 15 Bible verses or you may not know you know what the third seal in the book of Revelation is or these kinds of things and so because we may feel intimidated along those lines we think that we're not qualified um, if you have a testimony, if Jesus has done something for you, then you're qualified to tell somebody else about it. And the thing about your story, that's, that's the story you're going to tell with the most passion, with the most conviction. Hey Amen. Are you understand what I'm saying? It, it, it's, it's, it's going to be um, the, the most convincing thing. Um, and, pe- and people love a story. That's what I'm saying. People people are drawn into a story, even if, even if at the end of the at the end of it they don't believe you, they'll still listen. Amen. So, never underestimate the importance or the value of your testimony. Both, first of all, to our heavenly Father, um, but then also to uh, other people and to the good that it can do. Now. I want to share a couple of verses with you. Um, the first one is out of the book of Revelation. Actually, both are from the book of Revelation. And this is uh, chapter 12 and verse 11. And um, it says, and they overcame him. And in and, and overcoming the him that he's referring to is, is, is Satan. I do, I'll begin at verse 10. I'm not here to preach, I'm, I'm here, but I want to, I just felt impressed to do it this way tonight, so let's do it, okay, amen. Verse 10 says, then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come, and the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death so it's very important for you to share your testimony because when you share your testimony it helps you continue to walk and live in the victory of that testimony see the devil will tell you well don't don't tell anybody that you're healed you know let's let's wait for a few weeks to make sure nothing comes back you know see that's you know we've been talking about the blessing here of late and we said that so many people have more faith in the curse than they do the blessing. And that's and evidenced in a lot of ways. And one of the ways is when things are going really well, people believe they'll jinx it if they say, man, things are really going well in my life, you know. That somehow because we gave testimony to the victory, that that's going to, you know, has the power to ruin or spoil the victory. Well, see, again, that's the devil because he knows the power of your testimony and the power of your testimony to overcome him. So when, when we give testimony, um, I, I, guys, I, hopefully it's not this way, but in, in times past at the foundry, um, there, there have been folks that it's like, you know, anytime somebody gives their testimony, they wind up relapsing or whatever, you know, it's like, so don't give your testimony. You know, see, again, that's the enemy trying to say that, um, you know, lie to us and, and we're not buying into that. Amen? All right. So, but, but it's, it's also... Twofold. So, in the same book, Revelation, but this time chapter 19, um, I'm not going to give you all the background of this, but the last um, sentence in verse 10, Revelation 19:10, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Now, there's a lot of different ways that, like a lot of, you know, like other verses, there's a lot of ways that you can look at that, multiple meanings, multiple layers to the meanings. The one that I want to draw your attention to tonight is this. Okay. When someone testifies to you about something Jesus has done in their life, it becomes the spirit of prophecy. And, and, and what that means is the power to then produce that in your life is present. When you give testimony of something that he's done for you, so, so notice now two things. If I'm going to give a testimony tonight, number one, it's going to help me continue to walk in the victory of that testimony. I'm going to overcome the enemy by that testimony. But when I give that testimony, it can help you Are you following what I'm saying? Because the power to produce that same thing will be present in your life. It's the spirit of prophecy. Okay, in other words, me telling you what has been done in my life becomes prophetic of God doing it in yours. Are you with me? Is this making sense to you? Yes? Okay. All right. So, amen. This is a very serious and important time. So, praise God. Brother Wally, I know you're... Chomping at the bit. Sister Lou, say champing at the bit. So um, why don't you come first brother and then if we got anybody else that wants to uh, take part, we'll let them do it as well, amen.
1: Thank you brother for standing with me. Yes sir. And all the others that stood with me through this. Uh, My daughter Nicole, 34 years old, she's been trying to have a baby for a long time. All of her friends had babies and her brother in laws their family had babies and she wanted one really bad. She had all kind of different procedures done, spent thousands of dollars, none of them worked. The last one, she was able to carry it like two weeks. And it it just broke her spirit. But I said, no, we ain't going to do that. I said, I done seen that little grandbaby, little boy. And uh, God's going to give us that baby. He ain't gonna have a doctor put that baby in there. He's gonna supernaturally put that baby in there. She said, well, daddy, how do we do that? I said, you just gotta believe me and believe him. Cause he's gonna be the one that does a miracle. So she went back to have a procedure done. And as I was checking her blood and stuff, it was supposed to be the last hurrah. The doctor walked back in the room and he said, well, you're ten and a half weeks pregnant. <laughs> you know, and they did blood tests and found out it was a little boy. I said a little redheaded boy what I seen, but ain't none of them redheaded. <laughs> they have red hair on my family. She's my adopted daughter, but I love her just like she is mine. I raised her. And I tell you, if you don't believe, you ain't going to receive nothing from God. You're like a double minded man. He said, that You got to believe what you speak it. Anybody can say I'm blessed, you know, this, that, and the other. But if you don't believe it in your spirit, it ain't going to happen. That's the reason why I never, I I don't care what happened all these years. I I just kept the, the faith. And when she believed me, that's when God did something. Supernaturally did something to somebody that can't. Conceive a baby naturally. If you don't believe God can't do something in your life, you just asked him for it. And you believe him. You use that faith maddocks.
0: Yes, sir, brother. Come on.
1: Faith Maddox.
0: That's it, brother.
1: But I'm adding up some stuff. That stuff that's been locked up in heaven up there. I done not got the key to that lock, it's on that door. And it belongs to me. Yes, sir. I'm blessed. I am blessed. Truly blessed. I don't they can't no devil in hell push me off God's word no more. I ain't gonna believe the lie of the devil and don't believe he ain't trying to do this. You know. That's why my daughter's Wanted me to hold off, you know, just like Mark said, you know, all this stuff happened, you know, something bad could go wrong. I said, Not when God does it. I said, God done this. So praise the Lord. He's worthy. Amen. That he so
0: that was um. She was 10 and a half weeks pregnant, but that was like three or four weeks ago, right? 10 and a half, but. Yeah, yeah. And so. Due June the 1st. Lincoln James. Amen. He's going to change the world for the Lord, brother. I believe it. I believe it. Amen. Praise God. All right. Who's next? Come on, Cecil. Thank you. Thank
2: you. All right. I'm going to say that I, I have fear of doing this, but perfect love cast out all fear. Come on, Cecil. All right. And I got a fire in me right now, man. Like, God has been so good to me. Um, back in 2009, I'm going to try to make this quick. Back in 2009, I, um, I was knee deep in meth and all drugs and all that kind of stuff. And but I had a praying mother and a praying grandmother. I'm gonna tell you something about prayer. It's powerful, man. So they're praying and they're not just saying, I-, "I want him to get well." They're like, "I want him to get well and make a difference. I want God, I want you to just take my son and do something with him. You know, use him." And uh, they're telling me this, and I'm like, "Okay." So anyway. I'm doing all this stuff, man. I'm making meth and selling it, run up down the highways, and my parents, are, my, my mom and them are praying, and um, so um, I end up you know, getting in trouble, of course, because uh, that's what the devil will do. And, um, and so uh, I go to jail, and I got a federal case, and I got about five state cases all pending, and all of them are, are felonies. And uh, so long story short, I end up getting like 57 years altogether. Uh, guys don't know nothing about this. I ain't never told this testimony. And um, I go to, uh, while I'm, but when I'm in jail, this guy, he steps to me and he says, You ever heard of this place called Canaan Land? And it's it's a men's Bible training center. It's in the Toggleville. It's a guy named Matt Gober. He runs it. And um, the Lord put on my heart, tell you about it. So I was like, No. But I, I believed what he said. I, I'm praying and then, like, you know, I'm like, All right, well, I'm going to write them and I'm going to call them and the people's like, Write me. I was like, well, I'm looking at all this time. They said, don't worry about it, man. You just write us and put faith in it by faith. And I remembered them words by faith, so I had to write a letter once a week. And uh, y'all, for, eight, for 18 straight months, once a week, I wrote these people. And I'm like, by faith, by faith. And finally, they, let, they gave me a bed there, even though I had all this time, you know. And it's out of faith they gave me this, this golden letter. It says, you come on. So I filed a motion sent it to my judge and, and because I had a one of my sentences was a split and I had the federal thing um, my judge the circuit judge uh, he said I, he wrote me a letter right back and he said denied lack of jurisdiction and um, so I'm like you know so I wrote I wrote uh, Canaanland, and I sent them a copy of the of the motion the, when when are denied and I said, I want you to get all the guys to pray because I believe by faith God can do something, because he can do anything he wants to do. There's no time with God. And so, I mean I'm not I'm telling y'all that God is so I had to come tell y'all this. So um, about two weeks later, I come in the dorm. And I'm at state in prison at the time. I didn't need it almost two years, you know, you know, 18 months, a year and a half. I come in the dorm and all the guys are like just it's a dorm is about like this too. It's G dorm. It's huge. And it's B dorm now. But uh there's a big like a, a neon green y'all just imagine it's a neon green picture like a, a paper on the wall and there's like 120 inmates standing around and I'm like what? I'm like, hey y'all what's up what's going on they said man it's some kind of new act they don't so I'll walk over there and I look and I'm telling you man it's been a law like in effect for like 40 50 years that if you have a, a, a split sentence and a straight sentence that the judge does not have jurisdiction to Uh, modify your sentence so I'm I'm hit that's why he didn't he denied my motion right two weeks ago I looked on there and they said the act's been passed is now given the judge jurisdiction I'm like come on so I know right then I know i I run out the thing straight to the law library I go in there and I said I need a copy of that act I filed a motion y'all like two weeks later the judge granted my motion killed the 57 years and sent me to Canaan land I'm telling God is awesome alright and so I get there and, you know, that's why I, I you know, I, I learned to pray in the spirit. That's where I got my spiritual foundation. I've had problems. Guys don't think your problems are going to go away because of foundry. I promise you. As long as you're alive on this planet, that flesh. But you got something in you that's greater than anything, and that Holy Spirit is going to chase you down. It's not going to let you get away. So when things come up, man, it's going to, I promise you, but God is so good, man. Never, ever stop praying either, man. Uh, you know, and. My, my, my foundational scripture is Matthew 6, 6. You know, I get in that secret place. I get in that in that room by myself. It's easy to pray in here because we're by here by pray. But get by yourself with God and talk to Him, just like I did, man. And, and I mean, He'll make a miracle happen, and you'll see it, and you'll want more, and it'll be a high that can't no drug touch. But uh, I love all y'all. I'm really grateful for you, Pastor. Amen. Thanks for this opportunity, you, and God bless y'all. Happy Thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: And, uh, of course, Matt Gober's with Jesus now, brother, but he stood right here. Yeah, he's a friend of ours. Amen. See him on the... Yeah, he is. Yes, he is. Praise God. Amen. Who's next? Anybody?
3: Come on, Josh. Uh, Yeah, my name's Josh Johnson. I come into the foundry May 13th of uh, this past year. And... uh, I don't really talk a whole lot on my situation because uh, I just I, I'm a firm believer in if you speak you speak life upon things and uh, Pastor Mark. I was gonna get my testimony last Thursday, but I kind of wanted to wait till Pastor Mark because he's been like my corner man. I like thinking myself as a fighter in between him and. Uh, Chris Pilferton, back at the foundry, my counselor, they have uh, coached me and and, uh, spoke life upon me and beat faith into my situation, Uh, or or beat uh, faith into me, and it's really been a blessing. Uh, Before I come here, I was um, a piece of crap, but I can stand here before you now and say by stripes, I am healed, I'm more than a conqueror, and uh, Christ Jesus, so... He's he's helped he's changed my life and I just want to give him the praise honor and glory but I can't thank Pastor Mark enough I love this man so much he's he's been such an influence to my life and he's just helped me more than he could more than he knows and uh, but I'm I'm married I got four children and um, I was like I say I was I wasn't the best husband in the world I run around on my wife and uh, done things I shouldn't have done it got me to where I'm at here today so uh, but now long story short. Uh, God's rekindling the flames between me and my wife. He's, he's the great God of restoration. Restoration's took taken back place and uh, he's moved mountains and broke chains and I've sat up here on this stage and in my room just months and months and at the foundry and cried and cried and cried and asked him that if he would just break these chains and move this mountain that, uh, that I would be the husband that, I, that she she needs me to be and the father I need to be. and. and uh, Words can't describe, I could stand up here and and tell and speak all night uh, about it. But he has moved the mountain, broke chains. He's restoring my marriage. He's restored my marriage. My wife's excited about another chance with me. And um, I just want to give the praise, honor, and glory to God. And thank Pastor Mark and uh, uh, Brother Matt. I love you too, man. You've been a, a big blessing in my life. Uh, but yeah, God's God's good. And if you just trust and believe in him, First uh, John's 4, 4 says, Greater is he that is in us than is in the world. And I, I trust and I believe in that with all my heart. So uh, God's good. You guys just, you know, if you ever get down and out, just just trust in God and God will pick you up and He will make things happen for you. Amen. Thank you guys. Love you both.
0: Amen. Amen. Had a front row seat. Come on, brother.
4: <laughs> no, um, I had given a testimony at the Foundry, but some put on my heart tonight. It felt more like a motivational speech than an actual testimony, so I'd like to I'd like to talk more about the works that Jesus has done in my life, amen? That's good, brother. Um, so, I'd like to say, maybe about 12 years old, I started getting involved with drugs, marijuana, and pills, and it was horrible. Um, I never really had a father, never really knew my dad. Uh, I met him. Couple times, you know, you show up for a couple years and then disappear. So, I always tried to find uh, somebody I could, you know, get with, click with, you know, I could fit in with or, or model myself after. And uh, it never really worked out well. It always led me into trouble with the law and with my mom. And it was just a bad path of life. And I remember about, let's say it was last year. Um, I started getting involved with uh, IV drugs, which was the worst decision of my life. And it, it hit me almost like lightning, like something really powerful. I, I got up, looked in the mirror, and I was like, what are you doing? There's so much potential that you had, so much opportunities that you had, you just threw down the drain. And it was the most horrible thing I, I could ever have done. And uh, I had actually done heroin and fell asleep On my legs, I couldn't lift up my leg for about three months. And uh, I was just devastated. I couldn't move my leg. It was like, why would you take my leg? I can't walk. You know, I got this boot. You know, can't do nothing with it. Can't lift my foot up. I prayed about it every night. I'd ask God, why would you take my leg? Why? I need this leg. It's my favorite leg. (laughs) But um, I started praying about it every day multiple times a day eventually got to the point where i could lift my foot just about that much i started to cry i was happy and uh, i kept trying eventually i could you know lift my leg now and uh, there's it it told me that the power of prayer is very powerful it's a it's a power that isn't matched by anything power jesus is undeniably the biggest power in the world and um, it put something in my life to stop doing what I was doing. I had went to a facility, a detox center, I got clean, moved to the south to get to know my dad, you know, and uh, that didn't even work out. You know? So I ended up at the foundry and I got to know who my real father was. Come on, I got to realize that I had multiple opportunities and they weren't gone, they weren't down the drain because I knew Jesus. I knew who I could be, I knew who I was, and I know where I'm going because of that. And everything that I want to do, I can accomplish with Christ, because Christ has never left me the whole time. Multiple times I could have died, I didn't. Multiple times I could have been in jail, never went to jail, never been to prison. I could have spent years in prison, never seen a cell, not once. And I have to thank God for that, because I I wouldn't be right here today if it wasn't for the power of Christ and the power of healing that that God has put on me today, and every day, ever since I got to know the Father, because it's, it's, it's just amazing. You know, it's, it's a light that I never knew I could see, because I was too busy being stuck in the darkness. And now that I can see the light, I know the light and the life that God wants me to walk in, I know the man I want to be in life. I know that I am a man of God, and I'm here to do important things, good things and big things, in the name of Jesus. And it's, I'm just so grateful, and I'm thankful for all the guys that are back at camp with me. You know, I have a thousand reasons to leave every day. And most of the reasons I stay is because of you guys. You guys hold me up every single day. And I thank you guys for that. I thank you, and I thank Jesus. Amen. We love you, brother.
5: That's good. Come on, Easton.
6: What's up, my brother? Hi, my name is Ethan Goolsby. I'm from Dothan. Um, There's so much I could say, man. And uh, I just, there's so much I could say that I know God's real, man. And uh, I just want to start by saying that I grew up in a family of addicts, and I tended to follow along that line. When I was 12 years old, I started doing stuff that I shouldn't have been doing rebellious, got sent off. And did stuff that I, you know, just a lot of stuff I wasn't proud of. But uh, God is working miracles in my life right now, and He is. Uh, I spent, th- I spent three months in jail before I came up here, and I got saved. I didn't get arrested. I got saved uh, because I was, I was going on the wrong, uh, the wrong path. I shouldn't have been going on and uh, doing things I shouldn't have been doing. Um, then my mom, she was doing the same stuff, and she got sent to the Love Lady Center, as I am going to the Foundry, and my dad's in rehab in Georgia, and he's doing really good, and he's gra- he's graduated. So uh, God's working miracles in my life, and He's putting them people back in my life, and we can we can do this thing, man, if as long as we let Him work. I just wanted to let y'all know that and I love you
0: guys. Amen. That's good. That's good. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Come on, brother Tommy. Oh, come on, brother. Tommy, you can come next. Man, this microphone's hot. Can y'all is it too hot? Y'all good? Amen. My name's
1: Charles Black. And uh, I used to have a problem. I was on drugs for maybe uh, 20 or 30 years. And uh, during this time, I had a good job. God was always good to me and give me a good job. Well, I got two state of Alabama blasting licenses. That was one of them things that was that I really loved. Well, God got a hold of me and I give up all that, you know. and. Uh, what god has set free is free indeed
0: come on brother Charles. and
1: uh I've, I've like i say i've i've been without it for 10 years and i'm very thankful for god who took me there thank you amen y'all pray for me too
0: we love you brother charles yeah that lie once an addict always an addict's a lie brother amen Tommy
5: I just more want to say thanks to to brother Mark and, and Matt and uh, the Winslet family and all the staff here at Heritage um, I'm, I'm probably one of the hardest people in the world to deal with when I want to know something and when I haven't figured it out and I don't take no for an answer um, it's something that I will dig, I guess, until I run out of breath to, to find out, you know, and uh, I kind of I have a passion for God about stuff like that, and I, I, I believe. I, I completely sell out on it, you know, and uh, it's like anything else, you know, you don't start knowing everything, and, uh, you know, you don't start being James Harden or Michael Jordan or whatever. You don't, you have to go through some processes and learn and, and become proficient at what you do. And uh, so sometimes when you sell out on something and it doesn't happen the way you think it should or whatever, you can get discouraged or whatnot, and then then you text Pastor Mark and say, what's going on, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and he's so patient with me. I, you know, it's... Uh, and I had to tell him the other day, like, Mark, I'm I'm telling you everything I it's in my mind and, and what I'm feeling because I feel like if I don't we won't figure the problem out you know and, and I know there's some tough things that we've talked about and, and some tough you know feelings I've had and, and certain things but I'm just the type of guy that, that believes that uh when, when you know God says he can move mountains I believe it like yes, I ain't like we gonna do it you know if, if he wants to move the Rocky Mountains from here to Iraq we're gonna get it done you know and, and ain't nothing that's going to stop us and so there's big things coming. i don't know what it is you know i but i'm telling you there's there's something going on that here and i ain't you know i haven't changed churches for a reason you know there's it's an hour away from my house and it's always been a long drive to get here and stuff like that but man there's just believe there's big things going on and and It may not look like it all the time but uh just just keep the faith keep believing and it's you know we're going to get there we're going to get we're going to change the world i promise you so uh again i just thank you all it means a lot to me when you know sometimes i can tell it takes a minute to (laughs) send me a reply or something i'm like that was probably a little rough you know let me tell him where i'm coming from you know that kind of thing but it means so much that you're there for me you know, every day is is Pastor Appreciation Day for me because it just means so much to me. And I, I really appreciate you being in my life, and Matt, and you guys too. It's I couldn't do it without you. You know, Matt introduced me to God. I don't know, 20 years ago. And uh, you know, we're sitting there talking about guns or something in the trailer over at U.S. Pipe, and uh, I was kind—I of, wasn't no real bad heathen, but I was out there a little bit. Uh, you know, I was out there. Yeah, and, uh, and then Matt's talking and all of a sudden it's just, you know, I'm hearing Jesus talk and I'm just trying to figure out what's that glowing stuff, you know, like, you know, it really, it was amazing and ever since that day, you know, it's brought me back here. We started in a cabinet shop, you know, it was back then and uh, man, I ain't never been blessed like I've been blessed here, but thank you all, thank you, everybody that participates here and makes this thing happen, it, it means a lot.
0: Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Every time I, every time I promote you every time. Lieutenant Major. Yeah. I've called him Lieutenant Colonel a few times. Maybe Lieutenant Major. um, U.S. Army retired, multiple tours of duty. I promise you, brother, the respect is is mutual the other thing about Tommy's Tommy's like genius like really smart brilliant master's degree in engineering all those things and ask your boy yes ma'am yeah and uh, so the Bible talks about brothers sharpening one another he asked me some questions I don't I have to get before the Lord to get an answer you know I don't amen so uh, we love you Tommy so thankful for you brother so thankful for you you talk about knowing Jesus is real. He, I, As soon as I say this, we had have to find the the CD, but he took a whole service after, was it your second, your first tour of duty? Second tour of duty? Second tour of duty. And uh, the Lord told him to take Psalm 91 and make a prayer out of it. And uh, of course he's in a big helicopter and taking fire. Bullets are coming through the, floor of the helicopter up through the roof when uh, they're trying to land there in Iraq and you know, it's, it just got real. Amen. And uh, but, um, but the Lord was with him all along the way. So amen. it's a beautiful testimony. Praise God. Amen. Come on, baby.
7: I'm sitting there playing games in my mind. Usually when in your head is going trying to talk you out of saying whatever then that's you need to you know you need to flip that off and go to your heart and your spirit so um something when i was a child we had a neighbor that um and this is the part i was like lord have these people know what that is but she turned cups and um if some of the older people probably get that know what i'm talking about but it was um Drink a cup of coffee. It was and it's Yeah, it was, it's of the <laughs> devil. I'm just a kid, you know, it's neighbor. My mom used to go and she'd turn my mom a cup. It's horoscope and um, she'd read palms and that, that kind of thing. Re- get warts off people, What you know, this crazy stuff. But I was just a kid. I didn't understand all that. But she'd turn cups. She'd, so she'd take those grounds, swirl the grounds, she'd turn the cup over and After a while, it would dry a little bit. She'd pick it up and read it. So my mom would get cups read about my brother and my sister. And so one day, you know, I'm I'm just sitting there. I'm just a kid. I'd sit there and color and do my puzzles, whatever. They'd be talking. They didn't always do this every time, but they did this some. And so Mama said, so-and-so, I won't say her name. She's not here any longer, but... She said, will you turn Pam a cup? So, you know, I felt so big. I'm part of, I'm part of it, you know. I'm, I'm part of what's going on. I'm not over here drawing, coloring, doing puzzle, whatever, so she turns me a cup, and she gets ready to read it, and she's looking in it, and she said, um, well, she'll marry a tall, dark, handsome young man Her her maiden, her maiden initial will not change. It'll be a W even after she's married and they'll have children and they'll be, you know, happy. She said, there's a lot of turns in in their life and journey. She said, I don't, she said, there's no separation or divorce. I don't really understand that, but there's a lot of turns. She said, but they're together with these turns. And then she looked at my mom and she said, She's marked for the ministry. Don't ever ask me to turn a cup again for her. Well, I'm just, I'm I'm maybe six years old or seven. I don't, I didn't understand all that. But even as I got older, those words stayed in my head. And she turned more cups for my mom and I'd sit there and color and draw, you know, seven. She wouldn't ever do that for me again or whatever about me, so. But this is what, even this morning we sang some choruses and we did tonight with the words forever. And what God has established, the enemy can't undo. And even the darkness and the powers that be in that side of it, they have to bow to what God has established and what he has said. And he has written a book for every person that's ever born on this planet you know your life may have taken you in a different direction or your decisions or family or whatever but there's a plan that he's established for you and you've just got to find out what that is and line yourself up with it and the the first way to do that is to start getting in his word and applying that word to your life but what he's established for each person and what he has done do you realize what he's done can never be undone that's what this morning we were singing forever, and ever, and ever, forever, and ever, and ever, and, I, and it's like the Holy Spirit is trying. What he has established and what he has done for us, there's nothing can ever undo it. It can't undo it. Nothing that the enemy can do can undo what he has established and, and what he has purposed in the destination we have in the kingdom. If, you, if you've asked him into your heart and you know, know him as your father, Nothing can undo that. Nothing can undo the plans he has for eternity and the things and purposes. And, and he's called each and every one of us to do. Nothing can undo that. Is that not unreal? Do you know how uh, how many things are subject to change or gets undone or is not, you know, it doesn't last forever here? Like, what can you name that you know is never gonna change or never be undone on this side? It, it's few and far between, but what he has established will never be undone. Never be undone.
0: Amen. <laughs> Amen. For those of you who do not know, by the way, her maiden name was Wilson, Pamela Wilson. Of course, she married Mark Winslet. I remember when I first asked her out. She said, "What does your last name start with?" No, I'm just kidding. She. <laughs> Oh, praise God. Well, amen. It's a race. Come on. Come on, Josh. You found it. Who's going? Come on, brother. Come on.
8: Thank you. Thank you, Miss Winslow. I appreciate that. Um, my name's Josh. I'm glad I still got one hand to hold this microphone. Amen. Um, but um, I just uh, was inspired by what you just said. Um, when I was uh, 13, my, my church had a schism. It, it broke in half, and I got turned off from religion. So I kind of started searching you know for my, my own spirituality, you know at that point. and um, I got involved with, uh, with a witchcraft and, and a, the Wiccan belief, and um, this was about... 23, 24 years old and uh, I remember that um, I was gonna go do my first Ceremony, you know, I didn't get involved with a with a coven or anything like that. It was kind of like a, you know, like a Like a alone type thing, you know me studying and figuring out how to do it so I was gonna do a ceremony one day and um, in the middle of the daytime and um, uh, Anyhow um, on the way to do it in in the cow pasture beside my, my house, uh, God took the scales off my eyes and allowed me to actually physically see a demon like right there in broad daylight, you know, sober as you and me are talking right now, and uh, and to hear it, to, to see it. I mean it was right behind me, you know, as close as you know I, I am to you right now. And um, and, um, anyhow, that was eye-opening and, of course, I never did do that ceremony, you know, praise God. You know, he kind of steered me in a different direction, but, but I've been absolutely blessed to be persecuted in my life and to be attacked by the devil. I, I, I consider it a privilege and an honor because, you know, the devil has realized that, you know, God has placed a, a promise upon me and he has laid a path before me. You know, he, he, uh, as uh, Oris would would uh, love me to quote, he has declared the beginning from the end, and he has declared my beginning from the end, and his plans will be fulfilled because he has spoken. And um, so, you know, I consider it a privilege all the trials and tribulations that, I, that I've been through because, you know, through my faith in God and through me seeing miracles, absolute miracles in my life, uh, I'm over, able to overcome through the, the, uh, the word of my testimony. Because when, when I get down and when I get exhausted, you know, I remember the things that have happened in my life, the absolute miracles that are, that are beyond comprehension and i remember that this this is not you know a a movie or a fairy tale you know this is this is real life and he has delivered me from so many things he has saved so many other people and i've been a witness to this that you know I, i remember you know the most simplest of verses you know for god so loved the world he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have life. So, but that, that doesn't just mean life for, for you know, our, our souls. It means life here and now. He will save us. He will save you, and he will save me. And every time that, that I start to forget that, I have to remember, you know, the things that I've been through. So, uh, you know, praise God. You know, I I love each and every one of y'all. I love Heritage. And uh, I'll keep coming back.
1: Amen. We love you, brother. Praise God.
8: Yes, sir.
9: Thank you, sir. Um, So I've seen in this past year with me, uh, not only is God good all the time, but when you begin to start uh, trusting him, and uh, and listening to him and heeding what he says to you and you know following what the plan that he actually has for your life um, you figure out he's he's way better than uh, you could ever think about or or imagine um, and the purpose and plans that you know that he's established and has they'll be done on the earth uh, it's better if we can you know line up and and be be involved with it. Um, beginning of this year um, I've been a nurse for over two years now and um, it's just kind of a, a thing with uh, nursing is it's almost expected for you to go back to school to uh, further your education and to um, get better degree ultimately to make more money and a lot of my friends at, at, uh, at work were starting to apply different places uh, to schools and Getting accepted and people doing this, people doing that, and um, a lot of people were asking me, you know, what's, uh, what are you going to do? Are you going to do CRNA school? Are you going to do uh, nurse practitioner school? You know, what are you going to do? And I, I felt that for a while that I was, uh, you know, going to do one of those things. But uh, as I started to the process of studying for the GRE and different applications and looking at different programs, at it became clear to me real quick that that just was not a, uh, a desire that I had at, at all. Um, it was miserable to me to even start that process. And even my parents, you know, they would ask me, you know, yeah, I've got a couple study books. I'm uh, studying for the GRE now, and I'll take it. So uh, that started really bothering me um, that uh, I didn't have this desire to go back to school or, uh, or anything like that so it uh I really started praying about it and uh seeking the Lord you know what He had for me because um, I knew that it wasn't this, but I knew you know he's got something for me, and I've enjoyed my time as a nurse i'm still uh still a nurse but uh this was this summer when I really started uh, getting serious about it and and uh hearing a word from him about about what he has, so my roommate's here tonight and um he asked me to come to a, a Highlands 21 days of prayer uh, on a Saturday morning. And so and I was like, yeah, I mean, I like to pray, so I'll, I'll go pray. So uh, we prayed that whole, whole hour or so. Um, I prayed that, that just seeking the Lord, you know, what um, What do you have for me? You know, what does my life look like? Um, I know I'm not supposed to be a, a bedside nurse for the rest of my life. And uh, he he quickly reminded me of uh, when I was younger when he had called me to uh to be a minister to be in ministry uh, full time and so I knew then that uh that, that that it was supposed to be so I continued to uh to pray about it um, I know I was supposed to do this don't know what the next steps look like don't know uh you know kind of where do I go from here but uh I told his name's Brady I told Brady about it. He's like, all right, you know, I'll be, be, uh, be praying that for you. will be praying about, about that with you and believing for, you know, these next steps. So uh, fast forward um, into summer, September 9th, I believe. I was supposed to be at work. It was a Sunday. I was supposed to be at work. Somebody asked me if I would swap a shift with them. So I agreed to swap a shift, you know. I'll come to church. It's fine with me. And um, the Sunday night... Um, my mom came up on stage and did a, uh, an altar call and said that, you know there are some people here that need to hear from the Lord on some things. And I knew right then that uh, as she was talking to me, the Lord was talking to me through this. and other people received things at night, I know, but uh, but I got confirmation. Uh, when my dad started praying for me, uh, the Lord told me not to be complacent where I'm at and to trust him for what he has for me in the future. So I took that, you know, I already know I'm supposed to be in ministry. That's another confirmation right there. So that night after service, I um, I hadn't told anybody anything except for Brady with the, uh, you know, after the 21 days of prayer service. So I told my dad after church, you know, um, it's time for me to step away from nursing. I know I'm supposed to be in ministry full time. And um, comes to find out uh, he's looking for a replacement youth pastor. Not that anything was wrong, but uh, our previous youth pastor is stepping more into a role of associate pastor that uh, somebody from that role had retired from. So just when I started actually lighting myself up, you know, with what God actually had for me, It happened quicker than I thought it was coming to I can tell you that but uh, I've got a new job now as a youth pastor uh, here at this church Um, I'm excited about it everything fell into place I mean it's just it's just the Lord um, with Mark taking his new job Uh, he was kind of doing double duty I think he's stepping into his role now as associate pastor and um, I didn't know any of this you know dad been praying for somebody to uh, to fill this role, so Mark can step into this role. And I mean, it just all fell into place. I'm still uh, still able to work at the hospital as a nurse. Um, I'm doing part-time. I work a couple shifts a week. They work with my schedule great with the church. I don't have to miss anything here. Uh, so I get to, still get to, to follow that passion, but, uh, <coughs> It's just nothing but good. Uh, it's a testimony of my life here for for right here and now that the Lord is good. But when you start actually walking that path with Him and when you, you step alongside Him and you actually trust Him, it just it gets even better. And so uh, I'm excited about it. Uh, it's been a month now, and uh, I've enjoyed every bit of it, and I'm looking forward to, uh, to, what, to what else the Lord has for me. I know it's going to be great. Amen.
0: Praise God. Amen. Good stuff. Praise God. All right. Say it, brother. You started it. You put the bow on it. It's it's 723. It's the latest we've been here on a Sunday night in a long time.
1: I want to tell it for all these men and young people and everybody. I used to run around with some of his cousins. They big old boys too. They thought I was crazy. I'd drag everything out of the house, set it on fire. I was crazy. I was a big old mean boy. And I took pleasure in seeing people hurt, you know, really just had a evil spirit. Even when my own grandmother died, I didn't even cry. They come out of the plant out there, walked up to me, said, your grandmother just passed away or they want to talk to you on the phone. So when I come back out, my boss said, "Uh, what happened? I said, she got run over by a reindeer. I mean, it's like it didn't even faze me. My heart was so hard. Nothing phased me, but January the 10th, February the 10th of 93, God touched me in a service. I don't even know why I was there. I hadn't been in church since 1963. God touched me. He broke that crust off my heart and I've trusted him ever since. I ain't going back. A lot of you men, you know, for a long time, for months, I would go down front every service because the devil was putting things in my mind. You ain't saved. Remember this? Remember that? So I'd go down front every service. I did that for months and months and months. Finally, this old man asked me, he said, son, what you keep coming down here for? I said, the devil just reminded me of some stuff that i done, some bad things that i done. I just want to make sure it's under his blood. He said, brother, the first time you hit your knees, he took it all. It's thrown into the deepest sea never to be remembered again. I ain't say I ain't been to the altar since then, but I don't have to go as much. But God loves all of us. Yes, he he wants to see us prosper. <laughs> we love you, brother.
0: Oh, man. For the record, she didn't get run over by a reindeer, if y'all are wondering. Little feller. Yeah, amen. Well, let's stand and we'll pray, amen. God is good, isn't He? Thank you, Jesus. Well, Father, we just um, received these testimonies. Lord, we thank You for evidence, eyewitness evidence, Lord, to what You're doing in people's lives, and families' lives. Father, lots of different things that were spoken of tonight but it seems to me like you were especially emphasizing putting our trust in you to lead us and direct us Lord the path and the and the direction that you have uh, for us the answers that you have for us Father we thank you for just this Christmas season Fathers we celebrate Jesus coming to this earth He came to save us But, Father, He also came to bless us. And we receive that blessing by faith and we choose to walk in it, Father. I thank You, Lord, for Your hand upon each one of our lives. I pray for the families that are represented by the men and women in this room. Father, thank You for these young people that are here tonight, Lord, these children, these teenagers. Father, I thank You that we owe them Father, we owe them a, a living testimony of who you are. Father, where they see and hear about what you're doing in, in people's lives and, and the power of God that's available to them, Lord. And So we thank you, Father, for their, their destiny, their purpose. Father, we just pray now that as we go into this new school week, this new work week, Father, that Everything we put our hands to will prosper for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow, thank you for being here tonight. Good things. Good things coming.